Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Creep Time After Dark. This is a Creep Time original podcast. So make sure to go listen to Creep Time, the podcast, right after the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, man, those moments were like cringy mispronouncing. I, I'm i trying to think. I know I have one that I can think of right now, which is um, speaking of my old roommate, Katie, I said, okay. uh, like, you know how there's zines, like magazines, like we talk about yeah. on those Zodiac episodes, zines. I said zines. <laughs> And she was like, like, you would say like a magazine. No, I say magazine, <laughs> but I'm trying because she was really into zines. And so I was oh, like, oh, okay. Katie, I was like, Katie, hold on. You left your zine out here. And she was like, girl, it's a zine. And I was like, oh, I thought it was zine. She was like, do you say magazine? And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that's what it was. I had no idea. Maybe and that's when I first me. when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was going around saying way ho instead of we ho. <laughs> I'm not kidding, because I was like, yeah, way, like West Hollywood. I was like, so do, are you going to Wayho tonight? And somebody's, so, I think it was Tom. He goes, sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> and I explained my rationale. I was like, no, I was like, because it's West Hollywood. So where, like Wayho. And he goes, baby, I'm going to need you to sit down <laughs> and stop talking. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I signed up for the Amazon pharmacy. You should check it out. It's pretty, <gasps> it's, here's why it's good. Because I just signed up for it because I my big bitch and like my biggest pain point, I usually go through CVS to like pick up my prescriptions. I cannot stand waiting for those lines. I know you can pay some extra to like get it delivered, but I already have a Prime account. So I was like, oh, well, if this is like free two-day delivery on all my prescriptions, whenever I order them with like what I already order on Prime, why would I not just do this? Yeah. I go in to like set up all my prescriptions. I like send a message to my doctor. So she like switches it all over from CVS to Amazon before I even applied my insurance because Amazon's other thing, like their value prop they're trying to push is I really, really sound like I'm plugging this hard, but I wouldn't do it unless like I was having a good experience with it. But their thing is like they're going generic for a lot of like common medications. So there's no price gouging. They're going to be able to regulate that a little bit, kind of like what California is doing where they're like producing their own generics for some stuff. Mm -hmm. Before uh, you hear my coffee maker going, <laughs> before I even applied my insurance, all of my prescriptions together with shipping included, under 20 bucks. 
that's listen, if there's anything that I like saving, it is time and not waiting in that damn line at the pharmacy. Oh, my God. It's awful. How is how is the system so bad? Truly. And everybody who works there hates their life. They do. They really do. And the other like crazy thing about the pharmacy to me is that it's like the thing. Thank God a lot of them are 24 seven. But like, why are the pharmacy mm-hmm. hours all over the place sometimes? I'm like, this is like a lot of these people like rely on this medication to like live. Like, how is it that the the pharmacy hours are like, you know, nine to 11 and then there's a break till four and then they come back for an hour? Yeah, I, I'm just surprised like we don't have like a public distribution system that's a little more like, I don't know, automated at this point. It's it's mm-hmm. a very like old school way that prescriptions are handled. So this felt like a little step into the future. That was my only thing where I was like, yeah. OK, great. My prescriptions will come within two days of me ordering them, which is great because I'm almost out. And I don't really have to worry about much after that. That's the nice part about it. Yeah, I love that. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'll be invested in Amazon this summer. And I'm <laughs> You'll so be happy dating Jeff Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> Please, Mr. Bezos. Um, yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm going to call him Jif. Jif Bezos. Jif uh, Bezos. I should be so lucky. Do you know how many yachts that man has? Uh, I, Comparable okay, to the size of islands. We should guess how many yachts he has and then Google it and see. I mean, yachts are extraordinarily expensive and they cost a lot to upkeep, but I have a theory about this. And I told Bryce this, maybe you'd find it interesting. For very, very famous people, like the world's richest, most famous people, I had a theory that the reason they all like yachts and spend so much time on yachts is because the only place they are truly safe and away from like threats from the paparazzi, from the press or anything is in the middle of the ocean. Mm. Isn't that so fucked up? That is, well... Yeah, I, I well, and I was thinking like the like maritime law thing. Like, what if they does that apply to you if you have a yacht? I think so. Yeah, it's where yeah. you're bound to the laws because I mean, it's out of the jurisdiction of the country, so you're bound yeah. to the laws of whichever port you're closest to. Yeah, which is whichever flag you're flying. I think so. That the onus of that is on the captain of your yacht. Yeah. Hmm. You don't have a yacht, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'll never. My grandfather always used to say. The best uh, best day to get a boat. What does he say? The best part about having a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. The, the <laughs> two best days of having a boat are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Boats are a lot of fucking work. It's yeah. really nuts. Yeah. But they're so nice when you're on them, though. Oh, God. Yeah. I love a boat. I know. Especially I love- in, like, Los Angeles waters, too. Like, where it's calm if you go in, like, the marina or something. Yeah. I just love all the memories I had, like, growing up by the beach like going on my friends like there's like these little boats that are called boston whalers and like they're just kind of rinky dinks but like you get on them and you can like go tubing and like i'd have so many i was gonna say did you go tubing yeah oh god yes tubing was everything i've never that's one thing i wish i never i never got to do (gasps) it and i never had like i mean we didn't have like (laughs) friends or anybody who had boats or anything growing up so like i would always see videos of that and i'm like oh god i wish i could do that Okay, I am signing us up wherever next time. Like, we should go down to North Carolina, hang out with my parents. <laughs> They'd have to get a boat. <laughs> we can don't you have pay a to boat. go tubing. Like, can like you rent? Like, someone will take you out on their boat and let you go tubing with them. Oh, can to- you do that? I mean, I have friends that definitely we could. I could like ask a friend if they would just take us out on like one of their little boats, and we could totally go tubing because 
I would until, die. Until you have been going like 30 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour on the back <laughs> with the your best friend holding on for dear life and you're both just screaming like cracking up. I mean, there is no Please. funnier experience. Yeah, we would have so much fun. We absolutely have to do this. I'm. It's non-negotiable this summer. Done. Okay, should, I, should I pick pull it? Pull that word, honey. Okay, pull that word. <gasps> oh, also, God. Creepers, welcome back. How you doing? What's hey, the word? Creepers. What is it? Commuting. The commute. Commuting. Uh, well, you've got a rougher commute than I do, I would say, because you are in a city where you don't have a car. Right. That's a, I, that's a real commute. But you know what? I love it. I love my walk to work every, like, the days I go in are so therapeutic to me like i love walking it's 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 good for you yeah it's good it's like you're living the way that like a human was designed to live which is what i'm jealous of yeah and it's not too bad like it's only like 25 minute walk um and it's all down that you're so close to work damn i know well because in new york it was like my commute would take me for freaking ever depending on where i was living at the time oh yeah where was your i'm trying to did you live in brooklyn ever or no you never lived in brooklyn i never did no okay is that where Scott lives? Yeah, they live okay. in um, right by Prospect Park. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, no, I love his apartment, actually. And I think um, he just renewed for another year because they did not raise his rent at all. And I was like, oh, that's sick. Oh, that's so nice. That's actually yeah. so surprising because I feel like in New York, after COVID, everybody was jacking up the prices like crazy. Yeah, I don't know if this was a COVID apartment. I think he moved into it after the COVID um, like fluctuation and whatnot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, speaking of rent, I just, this is a tangent, but I just read this this morning about like politicians now saying that the retirement age, like for like expectations for millennials and Gen Z should be, you know, expect to retire maybe in like your 70s. And I'm, I just have to say, like the things that we have been stripped of, like millennials and Gen Z, is the prospect that most of us are not going to be able to own homes at mm-hmm. a certain point in our lives. Like you have taken away the actual incentives to work towards retirement which which was like you get a home you get a mortgage you start a family and you work for maybe 40 years saving up for your retirement and then get to enjoy the golden years but now if you're telling me that i don't get to have a home i can barely even afford to have a dog let's say i have to work a second job so i can have a stocked fridge and i'm working till my mid-70s and i'm probably and i'm probably not even gonna make it too much further past that you have got some nerve (laughs) I don't know who I'm directing this to, but it's to somebody. Well, this is this is you on the campaign trail still. <laughs> 2024. No wet ass cracks, guys. Come on. We can do better. We can do hard things. <laughs> you know what I really wish is that, like, if, you know, if the government wants us to do all these things, like retire at a certain age and whatever, why don't I get more education about it? Like as I'm a young kid, like that's the thing is that it isn't until you're in adulthood that you are suddenly told kind of like how it's all supposed to go and work and like, oh, you want to be an actor? Like, well, how are you going to get you, you need to have a 401k at some point because you need to retire by this age. It's like, why didn't somebody why isn't the government like pushing that more? educationally like I, we need to know these things i mean that's up. like scratching the surface of the issues with the public school system in america yeah. yes i agree with you financial literacy should be para i don't understand how it was never paramount but 
I think that that has a lot to do with oppression of different communities Mm -hmm. in the country. It has to do with poor curriculums in different school systems. There's no universal like curriculum, not across the the full country. And that's part of the problem is like you get, you see disparities based on the state level or based on the city level or zoning levels of like, who knows what, who was taught what. And that kind of extends to higher education too, with like college. It depends on like which school you go to. Was that a good education? Was that like a, a subpar education? It's all based on like a ranker, which really ties back to money. And that's where the unfairness comes from. So of course, the people who make money don't want people who don't have money to know how to make money or mm-hmm. how to protect their money. I have a huge bitch with that. But what was our word that we picked? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> I, just, Baby. I just like clocked myself. I was like, what am I? Wait a second. What word did we pick? If that doesn't parallel to the fact that we picked commute, like that will drive oh. you. That will drive you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll grind your gears. <laughs> Because well, I, I need to know I'll about my your points. commute because you're in L.A., which is like the wor- arguably the worst city to live in and commute. Right. OK. Everybody says that. Everybody. And people said that before. When I first moved here, nothing pissed me off more than like the naysayers in my life. And there were a lot of them like from college, from like within my family. They're like, you're moving to L.A. Like very like East Coasters have a very like weird thing about california but specifically la and they're like oh my god they're like you're gonna hate it the traffic is atrocious which when i got here the traffic was fine like (laughs) i was like i've been to a big city i tore like we went around the whole country seeing them i was like this is the this is the same level of traffic in any other city yeah can i get from point a to point b as fast as i would in like i don't know the middle of ohio or something probably not but I personally have not had a big issue with the traffic here. Like, for instance, like me getting to like my office is like what a seventeen minute drive. I mean, I feel like when I was there visiting you, I didn't notice it. Like, I didn't notice like crazy traffic or anything. Like, it felt it's so exaggerated. But normal. The, when, my family described to me they were like it's bumper to bumper on every street <laughs> of the city. They said. What five minute trip will take you an hour and forty minutes? And no, they that's New were, York. I yeah, I was like, you're so full of shit. I can't even look you in the <laughs> eye. Like, <laughs> I feel like any time that, that that I mean, that's legitimate. Like, lore is like L.A. traffic. I feel like any time that happens, it's because the public transportation in a city just like isn't that well totally. used or like thought out. So I feel like. That's oh, the urban kinda... planning in Los Angeles is a shit show. It's so, a shit show. Talk to me about the the. There is like a train there, though, right? There is a subway, but like nobody takes it. Um, there is a metro. I've taken it a few times. The problem is, it's not like, it's not like the New York subway where you miss your train, the next one's going to come in two minutes, three minutes. This is like a half hour between. Yeah, that's. Oof. 
That's not yeah. good. <laughs> it's 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 a pretty and then when you do get on there, like it's really packed. I mean, they're newer trains, but like they're trying to expand that. The problem is there are lots of like roadblocks, like there are air rights in Los Angeles. So you can't build things too high. Like you can't build like an elevated train system that will obstruct anyone's view because certain people have a right to certain views. Like there's lots of there are just lots of hurdles to get over with that. But Truthfully, that is the the biggest mishap, I think, of any urban planning in any major city was not investing in a public transit system or a train system. I understand that Los Angeles, geographically, we can't really have a robust underground system because it's just not stable enough. Like, yeah. we get one earthquake, it's all over, mama. It's oh over. Oh, my God. <laughs> but there has to be a better solution. There has to be a better way to work it out. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like when you don't design public transportation well it's such a ugh. like i i always used to hear my parents talk about it when we lived in atlanta that like the mm, atlanta's the tra- bad too yeah it just got so bad because the marta uh there i don't think it runs people just don't take it for some reason like it's not even it's I called think the a, marta the marta yeah i don't even know why marta the marta marta um okay. but yeah, like people just don't take it very often. And then Atlanta, like the, the problem is that it's like a one person in each car. like, And that's where all that like high occupancy mm. vehicle thing kind of came from. I don't know if it came from Atlanta, but like that's why that gets encouraged is because people are like should be carpooling more. If yeah. that's the case, like you should not be just like one person in one car all over the place. But that's what happens. Work from home definitely alleviated some of the problem, I will say, in major cities, specifically LA. Like work from home and like hybrid systems with most companies where you come in two, three days a week, that has drastically, drastically cut down on the volume of traffic mm-hmm. in the city. I would also say, like during COVID, oh my God, during COVID, when nobody was going out, if you if I got in my car and like had to drive, I could zoom across los angeles like legitimately from like echo park to the beach i'm not even kidding in like less than 20 minutes it was oh nuts my god like you start to realize like how small los angeles kind of is like it's a very densely packed city obviously but mm-hmm. i mean when you take all the cars out and like all the you know the stoplights and everything like you can really like move across the city the other thing i will say the traffic in la past like 9 p.m virtually non-existent like really nobody's out it's not like new york where it's like the city that where no one sleeps like in los angeles everyone's in bed by eight do you what's your like if you're commuting do you listen to a podcast do you listen to music do you what's your commute vibe okay maybe maybe you'll disagree with me on this i sometimes get overstimulated in the car and i need silence (gasps) i'm the same way I am the same exact way. I love driving in silence. I'm dead serious. Yeah, and it's not every time. I mean, like, as you know, like, sometimes I'll play, like, music or karaoke. Sometimes I'll put on podcasts. Like, I do like that for my commute. I love talking on the phone while I'm driving. Not holding my phone. Hands-free. Don't you dare come for it. Somebody posted somewhere, and they were like, did Silas just say he was drunk driving? And I'm like, where? Where did you hear that? In what world? I don't remember you ever saying something like that. Because I didn't, baby. But clearly I have to clarify for y'all. But I love talking. Like, 
talking on the phone while driving, stuff like that. But there are sometimes, yeah, where it's just really nice to drive, have like the AC on you. AC has to be on, non-negotiable, and just sit in some silence. Totally. I have always found um, driving to be really therapeutic for me. I think it's just like growing up in... I do, I do miss it, but I, I get it with walking too. Like walking feels good, but there is something about like driving that I felt like I was always the driver for like my friends, and I Mm. like I just loved driving. I would pick anybody up and like take them wherever. It's just something about it was very therapeutic. But do you think you associate positive memories to it from that time in your life, like from high school or when you when like college, whenever you were driving friends? Yeah, you know what I think it is. Um, my so every single Christmas, we would drive right after Christmas, after we moved away from Atlanta, we would drive down to um, from North Carolina down to Atlanta to visit my grandparents. And my dad and I, we would because I my family's six people. So we would typically take two cars. And I always kind of opted to go with my dad because he was such a just like we would have the greatest conversations driving for like literally like seven and a half hours straight. And just something that was so like calming about him being at the wheel and like, or I would just kind of be silent and I could tell like he was really like thinking, I know this sounds so like deep for just like a freaking. No, but this is really sweet though. Cause it's a, it's a positive association you have with your time yeah. in the car. That yeah. makes sense to me. And so I think why he always loved driving and why I love it. I, I mean, I've i never asked him this, but I think it's like you can hear yourself think. Yes. Yes. It's like, my fit. Can I tell you something? It's my favorite place in the whole city. And people say, what's your favorite place in Los Angeles? And I say, in my car alone, mm-hmm. away from all you bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I feel like you and I are the same in that we like kind of relish in our like, I don't really get lonely. Like I actually like being with my thoughts. Whereas I think there's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to be with my thoughts. I actually like thinking. I overthink, actually. I I really appreciate my solitude in the car. It's just, yeah. it's a, and it's also when you, when I objectively like look at it, for me, it's one of my favorite spaces because it's one of my most comfortable spaces. It's always clean. I, it's temperature controlled. It's quiet, or I can mm-hmm. at least play the music I want to listen to. And I don't know, I just, I like, I used to like go in my car and write music. I would go in my car and I would like bring my computer sometimes, or I would just go in my car and like get into like long phone calls. And so, remember that um, long ass drive that we that you had that I called you for? <laughs> of course, I was just thinking about it. I was just thinking about it. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that so much. Like I know that probably seemed like a very long time for me to be on the phone, but I was so happy to do it. You have no idea. That was one of my <sighs> favorite like phone calls in a car I've ever taken. I know. Well, it's one of my favorite, but I just remember thinking to myself, oh my God, like he really is such a good friend that he's (laughs) getting me through this drive. But you said to me later, you were like, I legitimately like loved like getting in my car, going and getting a coffee, like talking to you that morning. Like it was just like kind of like truly it was like us podcasting like way back in the day, sort of. I I would say that's our inciting incident. That's like the inception of like, at least that was like an after dark episode, a prolonged after dark episode. (laughs) Maybe three and a half hours long. Three. It was mu- it was longer by B. I once stayed on a phone call till four in the morning when I was in high school. It was an eight hour phone call with a crush. Eight hours. Um, I think it was two of my friends. We were on a three way call and we just like couldn't stop talking. That's so funny. <laughs> eight hours. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Literally nothing. Like. <laughs> 
Do you know what we have to tell the creepers about right now? What? What? I'm going to be a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. When I went, I went to go visit Stu in D.C. And was this the first night that I like, because I was staying with Jordan first, then I came over to see you, right? I think so, yeah. And we went out for that first night. I think. Was that the same night as Gay K. Simmons? It was Gay K. Simmons. Okay, yeah. And then when we finally got back, we were like going to crawl into bed. And I thought we'd have like pillow talk and like stay up for a second. And <laughs> before I could even turn around, you were going to turn out the light. He goes, I'm going to be a bitch. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It was It was within like two seconds you were out cold. I think it was that we started to have a little bit of pillow talk. And then I realized I was like, I, I, like you always say, one fluttering eyelid. I knew I was going to fall asleep. And so I just went, I'm going to be a bitch. And then I think I literally just fell asleep on you. And you were like, and I. It, it was mid word. I was like, so what do you want to do? And you were like, I'm going to be a bitch. And I was like, okay. And that I was. No, that you you, I, you know what you did? You prioritized something that you needed, which was sleep. And you know what? It was a good cue because I needed to sleep too. Oh my God. Oh, that was so nice though. I want to come visit you again. Oh my Is God, DC I... more fun to come visit in the fall or in the summer? Because I always rule out spring and winter. Well, you know what? It's really beautiful is the spring because of, it. I mean, it's also really? like high tourist season because of all the cherry blossoms, but it really is beautiful. Like when you... Um, if you get here like at the right time when the, I guess it's like there's different tiers of when they bloom and there's like one hmm. specific weekend in like April, I think where they kind of time it. Like they tell you when the blooms are going to be the best. And then when they really blossom, oh. it's like so, so pretty. Um, but I would say spring and fall here is really fun. I was going to say the fall. Maybe I'll come in November for the election. That'll be fun. Uh, oh, <laughs> I start shuddering. <laughs> every time I think that it's an election year and I live here now, I'm like, I can't. Like, because when I think about back in 2020 during that election, living oh, yeah. in New York, oh my God, I'm like, that was so, uh, well, I won't get too political, but thinking thinking back, I'm I was like, like baby, oh, talk God. your shit. Somebody said that on Reddit <laughs> recently. I was like, I don't, when Silas said he didn't want to talk about this, and someone goes, baby, talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say in Los Angeles, we had a rainbow on that day. It was, I, I took videos of it. I think I sent you videos. It was wow. the craziest day in LA because I had never seen a like a rainbow this vibrant. Like we, when I'm talking, like we, everybody pulled off on the side of the road to take pictures and videos of this. And I like wanted to believe I was like, I think we just manifested this on the day or something. We were just <laughs> like, so, it's all like, going to be okay. Yeah. Just like a huge sigh of like relief and just like, we're like getting out of the woods, like something something new is around the corner was the feeling. Yeah. But I'm sure DC is probably less less about rainbows and more about like heavy alcohol consumption. Oh but I want to get back on track with commuting. Yeah, with commuting. What's Speaking your commute of, these days? Well, my commute's only like, it's like short. Like it's like 17 minutes if I have okay. to, yeah, go into the, like it's not bad at all. Um, I don't even consider my commute to be like a commute. I'm like, oh, I have to drive. I have to get in my car today. Mm -hmm. But I know some people who live in Long Beach, when they commute up for work, it's like two hours, <gasps> two and a half hours. Here's the thing. Here's what we have to talk about. If you are committing two hours to your commute in pursuit of work or leaving work, that's an extra four hours out of your day that's in service of your job on top of your nine to five schedule. That's not okay. 
baby, preach it. I, there was somebody that was driving in from Richmond. Now, it was only two Richmond, days. Richmond, Virginia? Richmond, Virginia, which is about, uh, I think it's like at least two hours away from proper D.C., downtown D.C., where our office is. And I remember just being like, are, t- are they giving that person a stipend? Like, how is that happening? And like, this is a like young it's person. It's not fair. It's not yeah. fair. <laughs> and I was just like, how, like a young, like a brand new kind of uh, employee and like fresh out of college. And I was just kind of like, that's just is a tall ask. And to not provide like a major stipend, I would, I would hope that they were getting one. I never really confirmed. So I could no, be most companies will ass, not. But- no, most companies will truly not. And they won't think twice about it because the people Damn. who are at the top, making those decisions, they don't feel the burn of yeah. what that does to your finances. But like if you here's the problem. And I've had this this bitch with like a lot of corporations, but like when you hire young talent, like kids who are fresh out of school or coming in at the assistant level, they can't afford to live close to where these companies have their headquarters in major parts of a big city. So they have to live on the outskirts and inherently usually have a further commute meaning they have to spend more money on gas in a big city like Los Angeles, New York, or D.C. to get to their place of work and they're paid less than everybody else around them. The people at the top don't even consider that for a second. They are so aloof and so just like they're operating at a different plane of reality because they haven't made less than six figures in decades, some Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. So they can't really conceive of like what it's like to like be in an entry level position if you're coming in making 30k a year or 45k a year like those it's beyond pinching pennies it's just like not feasible in most cities and i think the sooner companies and like upper management can realize that and like try to compensate for it by like being a little more flexible with like the schedule of coming in or providing like a travel stipend the more ethical we can actually run businesses yeah and that's my piece honey <laughs> that's baby Add it to the add it to the campaign list. Everything like, <laughs> I've been saying and preaching, preaching and, praying and praying and saying, saying. 2024. <laughs> bitch, no wet ass cracks, and I want stipends for everybody's commute. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> honest, if I'm not on the ticket with you, I'm volunteering myself. Oh my god, baby. VP. <laughs> VP. <laughs> Can I tell you? Okay, since we were talking about cringy things like that we have said in the past that so we didn't know, mm. I did not know. That and maybe you don't know this either, but it, I think it's a big DC thing, or maybe you do know it. But like everybody kind of knows this that lives in DC that the vice okay. president lives at the Naval Observatory. They do. Did you know this? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know this. I got absolutely roasted. I, wait, am I? St- I thought they lived in the White House. So I think I sorted it too. Or I thought because I'm they, like, why would they not? Actually, wait. Before I let me just not not say this and have it be incorrect information. <laughs> wait, wait, look Where it up, look it up. does the vice president live? <sighs> wait, okay. With their offices located on the White House grounds. Oh. Yeah, they live okay. at number one observatory circle, often referred to as the Naval Observatory, is the official residence. I had no idea. How I had close is that no clue. to the White House, to their, to their office? Um, It's actually Mm, it's a couple miles away but it's very close to where i live so i would go on uh it's on massachusetts avenue which is like if you keep going down massachusetts avenue um Mm -hmm. you'll get towards downtown which eventually then you get over towards pennsylvania avenue where the president lives the white house so it sounds like they've got a pretty slim commute any of their staffers yes three hours 
three hours on foot. (laughs) On foot. (laughs) But I had no damn idea. And somebody was like. I didn't either. They were like, uh, you didn't know that? And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm new here, y'all. Okay, I'm over these DC boys who, like, are shaming people for not being... Like, what flying fuck do I give about where the (laughs) VP lives? Like, kiss my ass, baby. Truly. Oh, my God. But you know what's so funny? Going back to commuting, um, people are, like, shocked that I walk 20 minutes to work. That has been a really funny thing, is that when I lived in New York, Right before I moved, I had started walking from my apartment in New York down to my office, um, which was in Midtown, which was yeah, but a you're long... a New Yorker. Like, if you were in New yeah. York, nobody would bat an eye. That'd be normal. No, no. And and that walk was like 40 minutes. And so when I moved Jeez. here, I was like, oh, my God, this walk's only 20 minutes. Like, this is going to be amazing. People are shocked that I walked work. Well, maybe it's a weather thing, too. But I guess, like, the weather's yeah. just as bad in New York, too. Yeah, it's what, what do you, the same why do you thing. why do you think it surprises them that you walk to work? Is it just because it's so unorthodox or uncommon there? <laughs> DC people don't come for me. Don't come for me. But I think it's because in New York there's such a hustler mentality that it's like, okay, like I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to where I need to go. I'm gonna run to like the B to the C to the crosstown. Oh, it's bus just about the, like efficiency of getting there yeah, as quick like, as possible. You're gonna or you're just gonna make it work. Like whatever you need to do, you're gonna do. And like people in New God York. God forbid don't really somebody takes a you. stroll. Jesus Christ. I know. And people don't really question you. Whereas in DC, it's very much like, why are you doing it the hard way? <laughs> it's mm. sort of how I feel when people like okay, get after me about it. And I'm like, because I I like walking. Like, um and but also you the metro here is pretty efficient. It's very clean. It's so I think a lot it. of people yeah, metro. It's good. Yeah. Um, although are you close to a metro station? Okay, this is my other kind of bone to pick with the DC metros. I feel spill like it, girl. Spill they're, it. They're, <laughs> they're listening. They're listening. DC creepers either back me up or roast my ass. But did like, you see that on Reddit? There was somebody who wrote. They go, "Are there any DC creepers in here?" There's a whole thread of them. <gasps> Oh my god! They're watching you, baby. They're watching you. I need to know like where they are. That's the thing. I, the thing. If baby, there's, DC like, there's like three hundred creepers that are from your hometown. What? I went that granular into the data one time. There's like three hundred people from your hometown who listen. That's like my entire high school. <laughs> that's that's so scary to me. Oh Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh my god! Whoa, You're so, shaking. Oh, I'm literally like trembling. Um, but the the metro stops, like you know how in New York, it's like you've got the express train, the local train. Yes, yes. And so it's like just th- and on the local, there's so many little stops in between. So like you really, it's like ten blocks each stop. Whereas in D.C., it's just way more spread out. So, like, I'm in the middle of – I'm in between two major stops. But, like, they're okay. each – it's probably, like, a 10-minute walk for me to get to, like, either one. And it's – by the time that I would take the metro to get down to work, I'm already halfway at work by walking. So I might as well just walk the other half. Do you ever feel nervous, like, walking alone in D.C.? Or I mean, I know you live in a very beautiful and safe area, but just in general. Or has New York kind of hardened you? I think New York, God, I mean, I used to walk, my mom, if she was listening to this, is about to like start crying whenever my mom probably thinks about how often I walked alone in New York City in sketchy places, but I never really feel um, unsafe in D.C. walking around. I really don't. 
I mean, I've, I've been in that area with you. And although I'm sure it's a very different scenario for you versus for me, we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. But it, it's a very beautiful and safe area, I will say. Yeah. Do you do you ever walk like in L.A.? Like, do you like. <laughs> <laughs> what a read. Baby, Um, do you ever get the fuck up out of the house or do you just sit on that ass all day? Huh? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Let me explain. Let just me sit explain. on that wet ass crack all day, honey. Is that what you do? <laughs> well, no, you know what it is. Like, I'm thinking about like L.A. is not like set up or at least in my mind it's not set up where it's like you walk out of your house or apartment and you can like walk down the street and get a coffee but i guess that's, tot- it is. that's totally fair i mean well yeah it depends where you where you live if you live close to the beach totally you mm-hmm. know like that's probably the most walkable part of like la i would say or if you live in beverly hills um what we would do actually a lot um i would do this with jen and i do this with bryce sometimes we go and we park in really ritzy neighborhoods we just park on the street and then we walk around as if we lived yeah. there, just to like, <laughs> it's so sad, just to lean into the fantasy. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I love doing that. And we'll like, we'll pass people too who like clearly, like very clearly live there, like walking their like French bulldogs. And we're like, hi, as if we're neighbors or something. <laughs> um, So in that sense, it's walkable. But my area actually, which you've been here, you've been to my street. Yeah. I I would walk here when in the fall, like when it was so warm out, I was walking every single day. Yeah, I would get out and I would listen to podcasts and I would walk um, usually to grab a coffee. Sometimes when I was feeling low, I would walk to Taco Bell. <laughs> I felt like one As canceled one the other out. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, at least I walked here. <laughs> I got to say it. That's what I miss the most about New York. I miss my damn bodega. I miss where I could get a greasy oh, yeah. like something at like 2 a.m. I miss And a that. coffee for a buck. A coffee I'm, for a uh, dollar. And a little kitty cat just... With like crumbs of Doritos, like in its <laughs> but like something endearing about the bodega. Oh, people, yeah, people, New Yorkers, all my friends in New York are still very much attached to like their bodegas and they have their go tos too. Yeah, they like them. But I do walk here, contrary to your belief. I do walk, baby. I was not, I was not <laughs> suggesting, I was really... it's not part of my commute. That's true, it's not part of my commute, but I do get out and move. Once in a while, <laughs> I basically just read you like Kim Kardashian, where she's like, "Get up off your ass and work," or whatever she says to Courtney. Yeah. She's like, or like, no, her her backhanded stuff, where like Kim goes like, "Well, you don't care about work, do you?" Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. she's like, "Well, you're not like a hard worker," <laughs> saying it as if it's like, "Well, you wouldn't be interested in this," because like you know, you're like you're not really into like that whole working hard thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just like you walk, don't you, or do you not? You don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no you know what you just remind me of is Alison Dubois being like you had two legs last time we checked oh that's such they a can walk. line <laughs> they yeah. can walk you can walk out of here you've got two legs last time we all checked such I a remember, bitch I remember Ew. hearing that being like what does that mean <laughs> really how old were you uh, old. I should have gotten what that meant but I remember did you have the context of like the Faye Resnick like spread and playboy Okay. That's what it's referencing. No, I don't think that's what it's referencing. Wait, I think what? she's saying Nuh-uh. she's saying like you're an animal, basically. So shouldn't you be crawling on like basically if you're a, a smart, capable human being, you've got two legs. You can walk out of here. Last time we checked, or oh, you could that's... be crawling like an animal is wh- what I think she was saying. 
I might have to disagree. Creepers, I'll need you to weigh in on this okay, one. Okay, I need you. Okay, g- give me, you were saying. I was saying, because the whole thing, the, what people were, like, why there's such a an animosity between Faye Resnick and Camille was because Camille was kind of setting the stage of, like, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick because she was a friend <laughs> of the O.J. Simpson family and then kind of wrote on the coattails of, like, a really horrific tragedy and started to do, like, press out of it. I think she wrote a book adjacent to it, but also did a spread in Playboy, which was really infamous at the time because it was like, this is gross. Like, she was a friend of Nicole's and, like, she's writing off the press of this and she's, like, got her legs open in Playboy was the dig. So I think that's what (laughs) Alison Dubois was getting at. You can walk out of here. You've got two legs last time we checked, referencing, like, the spread leg shot in Playboy. Okay, got it. But then why would she say... I I, got to look it up. Hold on. Yeah, now I'm so curious. Because why would she say last time we checked? It's like, you know she has legs. Like, like we've all seen. We've all seen your Playboy spread, girl. okay, okay. We've all seen your legs, but spread. Exactly. Okay, okay, I get it. I thought she was just saying, like, you're an animal. Faye Resnick. Creepers, if anybody's a Housewives fan and knows, please let us know. If anybody knows Alison Dubois, <laughs> yeah, if God. anyone can get her on the podcast. Oh my God. I actually would love to talk to her about all of her like medium stuff. Baby, why do we not have a psychic on this podcast every other episode? Are you joking? We should I, have a medium on here. We really should. Slackics. Slackics. Um, okay. I'm watching Real Housewives Beverly Hills from the beginning of the dinner party from hell episode is on. Allison just told Faye she can leave because she has two legs last time we checked. Okay, so it's obvious here that Allison is just saying that to scare Faye, but isn't that just incredibly unsettling? Okay, but that's not giving me context as to what it... It's so uncomfortable when she knows that Kyle's going to happen. Hold on. All my favorite... It's such a weird comment. It's so hard to determine what she... Because I even remember when she says it, they're like, what? (laughs) Like... I have to. I have got to figure this out. But though. your 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 theory makes more sense than mine because, like that that was coming right off the heels of her talking about like the. That's why I thought they had yeah. set it up in the editing. I was like, oh, this is like a dig to like she's yeah. basically trying to call her a slut like through like different terms. You know, it's like a really backhanded like you got two legs, honey. Last time we checked, like we've all seen you. Yeah, nude. that makes more sense. Yeah, it's really dirty and really mean. Just listen. I'm gonna find this out. I'm gonna, but like, I know, wait. I'm gonna Google um, telling. <laughs> wait, two legs last time. <laughs> Checks. <laughs> commuting, <Yeah>. commuting. <laughs> oh my god, commuting. That's, That's what funny. I'm gonna say next time somebody tries to like read me for walking to work. I'm gonna be like, "You have two legs. You can walk." Last time yeah. we checked, Allison. Hard time getting along with women. And Camille didn't like someone. This is a, a serious deep dive that I'm going into right now. Are Camille and Faye still on bad terms? Do you think Camille's ever going to come back to the franchise? Well, I mean, she, wasn't she back for like three seconds when Denise came back? Oh, yeah, she was. But that was just like a blip. I meant like full time on the show. Because like, what is she doing oh. these days? Is she married? I think she is married. Yeah. Oh, wait, didn't her house burn down in a fire? Yes. Was it the Malibu fires? It was the Malibu fires, yeah. Oh, and I remembered her saying in an interview about that, which she was like, so we ran in, we grabbed the art, and we left. I mean, arguably, that's probably the most valuable stuff they have in that home, but. Yeah. 
Okay, this article I found, it says it's like a transcript of the whole thing. And the article, like the journalist, <laughs> it says, Allison to Kyle, you've got two legs last time we checked. And then in parentheses, yeah, we don't get it either. Really? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think she legitimately was saying. Maybe it's like how you say, like you say something to a little kid. Like kind of yeah. like that sounds like something you'd say to a little kid. Like you've got two eyes. Go look at go look for it yourself. Or like you got two legs. Get out of here. Like it doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah. And I was just going in with the context of the Playboy spread. So I was like, oh, she's calling her a slut at the table. Yeah. That's really well, that, like But that does make dark. sense though. Oh my we'll God. We'll never know until we get her on the show. We'll never know. We'll have to have her commute on over. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> You're like... Hang up this phone right now. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I like met Allison in real life. I would lose my mind. Do you think she would read you? Do you think she'd come for you and say some shit? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I would hope she would read me. She's on the clock. That's true. I mean, you're here for a job, honey. We're here to make good you're TV. You're here for good, a job. Good podcasts. Um, But she might read me. She might see through me. We'll see. I mean, we're in control of the editing, so that's okay. <laughs> Can always Last time cut we that checked. Part out. Last, yeah, last time we checked, knock on wood. But <laughs> for now, baby, I think we should wrap this one. That is our tea on commuting. I'm sure there's much more to say, but yeah, I feel like that's a good place to stop. Once we get, like I said, once we like dribble off into housewives territory, that's when yeah. I know the brain is starting to atrophy. We'll get ready because that might be one of our next words. <laughs> it could be our next word. Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, we'll make this quick and we'll say goodbye, everybody. Bye, creepers. <laughs>